Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Making sure I got all my Moynihan yeah. ducks in a row. I'm glad you do because I don't. <laughs> of course and not. I just, simple request, and next thing you know, People were cussing me out. I have no idea what happened. Well, Mike, let's hear your side of the story now. What happened? Gonna, you can't believe his side of the story. Brian requested the engineer, and I said, what do you need him for? Because usually they ask, and I want to help aid you in whatever you need to get done. And then he cursed me and said, why would you ask something like that and use the curse word at me? Okay. Huh? Is that what happened? No. Okay. And so couldn't, what happened? Couldn't be further from the truth. I just asked him to call Martin for me, and he needs to start cursing. Okay. Yeah, what? My- That's exactly what he said. <laughs> Every time I call these guys, they go, what does he need help with? So I'm just trying to speed up the process for you. It sounds like he's got a point. It does. What? He's, he's trying to help. They have different engineers back there for different things. They what do. do. You want? <laughs> Martin is a guy who deals with... More of the board stuff, the sound stuff, ISDN things, the whatever that other guy is. Who's that other guy? Sh- shorter guy, older guy. Jim Stagnito. Jim Stagnito. That's my dog, Jim. Jim Stagnito's the more. Glasses, of, little short guy, yeah. Stagnito's more of the internet guy. So if you had an issue with that, then Stagnito would come. So there's just a couple of different. That's all he's asking, man. You know? Let's be so angry all the time. That's all he's asking. You fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that about Jeff. This is what I want, Mike. I want to contribute to Martin's Kids Chocolate Fund. Okay? So, oh, you nasty. <laughs> that's oh. what this was about. You just wanted to help out. I just out wanted or... to give to the kids, man. Wow. And Mikey B had to curse me out. Well, I yeah. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Now, you asked for Martin specifically? Or you just yes, asked for an engineer? I asked for Martin. Okay, so that's you happy so, now. Yeah, you know what? You happy now? Brian's right about can't this. Can't be a do-gooder around here. Brian's right about it. If can't he asked be from, a damn do-gooder at CBS Sports Radio. If he asked for Martin specifically, you should have gotten a Martin. I, I think. still needed to know. You don't need to know a damn thing. See, you do. I'm yell. trying to be a do-gooder, and you're not helping. Go get Martin for him, will you, Mike? Stop Thank being you. such a pain in the ass. Thank you. You need to take that to Scotland or somewhere, okay? <laughs> How many bars do you want to buy? Don't ask me another question, boy. I, t- I swear I, I don't know. Let me see what I got in my slush fund over here. Oh, here we go. I may not have All anything. singles. I may- <laughs> they are a dollar, so this is perfect. I think I used them. Oh, did you? Where? I haven't replenished. <laughs> oh, see? No, I don't have a lot. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I only have <laughs> Oh, no, I got some more. Oh, we're going to help the kids out today, baby. Oh, yeah. Come see Uncle BJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got so Where was That's this? the same thing he says walking into the wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Come see Daddy BJ. Oh. Come see Daddy. Like, oh, yeah, where we would this dollar bill in Brian's bag go? To help the kids? Or- <laughs> to he- always. To help the babies. Or to... I had some nasty chocolate last night. I bought this dark chocolate. I love Trader Joe's, but I bought this particular chocolate. It may have been too dark. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, gross. Way too, way too dark. Yeah, it was too dark. 
Mm-hmm. So Tony Romo, who is now doing color analysis for CBS next yeah. to Jim Nance. Speaking of being too dark, yep. It's a what? How does that make any sense? You just go with it. Okay. <laughs> so he took Phil Simms' job. Phil Simms on the NFL today. It was a big deal. It Tony Romo. Great. God, Tony, I love that show now. Tony Romo, of course, goes straight for the playing field, the number one color job. So, you know, some people had a problem with that. It didn't work his way up. So everybody was listening, and also the CBS folks were, were trying to temper everybody's expectations for Tony because he hadn't done a lot of this yet. So everybody's kind of curious to see where he was at. Now, one thing he's been exceptionally good at is calling what the play is going to be pre-snap for certain teams. For example, they did New England, New Orleans last week down in New Orleans, and you know, there was a basically, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, corner route in the end zone yeah. that – that Tony Romo called. He said, "Watch this. Watch you know. the inside receiver." Right, and and he, and that happened. And yeah. in week one, he did the same thing. He mm-hmm. was able to call plays before it happened. So there's actually people who are upset about this in the world of TV spoilers. <laughs> there are people upset. It's like someone talking about the Game of Thrones finale before everybody got to watch it. I don't want to know what the play is going to be before it happens. I want to be surprised. And and why anybody would use that analogy of a TV spoiler to what Tony Romo is doing is just a joke. Because what Tony Romo is telling you is to what to look for on the play, right. which enhances your viewing experience. Tony Romo doesn't know the result of the play. Yeah. And he's spoiling that for you. He's not going to say, hey, guess what, guys? Touchdown pass right here. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's just saying, look for this because this particular formation usually tells you this, which I think is is nice when you're watching a broadcast as opposed to the same old drivel that you get and the cliches and whatever. And, and what do you usually hear the play-by-play announcer asking his cohort there in the booth? Hey, what do you think is going to happen here? What do you think they should call here? What do you see here prior to the snap? And then after the snap, you break down what you just saw and and why what you just saw occurred. So it's interesting, though, we're discussing this because I was sitting there thinking the same thing. Okay, maybe it's enough of you telling me what's coming. Enough foreshadowing, okay? (laughs) I, I, I could see how it could drive people nuts because it becomes overkill. I get that, but that's the job. Of the color analyst, does it become overkill though? Like I, I, I could see that become like okay, you're too damn smart. It's like working with you. You're too damn smart. No, that's okay. Not, that's, enough is enough. That's too all kind. Right? It's not true. It is so true. No, I don't. I don't see it that way at all. Because now, if he if he knew, if he for some reason knew exactly what like he was a clairvoyant or whatever, hmm. then that would be a different Ms. story. Cleo or something. Yeah, right. If yeah. he was that, then it would be a different I, I, story. I was sitting there thinking, I need to take Tony Romo to Vegas. Yeah, there's still things he's got to get better at. Though. Like, for example, during the Gronk thing, he jumped the gun so much on that injury. Yeah. He's sitting there like, oh, it's going to be a back. It's bad. I know that look, that look on his face. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a back injury and a back mm-hmm. injury. I know guys, I've had back injuries. Oh, That's going to every injury. Yeah, I know. So I, I was like, well, well, can we relax for a second? I mean, you can <laughs> tell the look on his face if he's got a back injury. <laughs> now, if he would have been right about that, it would have been like, okay, this guy's good. Yeah. But he could have just been constipated. <laughs> just, like, I, it was a back injury. Let's he wait could be a backed little. Up. Like, let's wait a little bit yeah. here. 
So, uh, and he also was like making noises during the plays, too. He's getting like overly excited. Mm-hmm. You hear him in the back, like, oh! <laughs> so there's a couple of things. He's rough around the edges, but he has been very, very good with breaking the game down. And it's been it's been fun. I mean, I I, yeah. I definitely listen more to him. There's a lot of guys that are just background noise. I've been listening more to him because it's different and, and you feel like you can learn something. Not that I'm dying to learn something during the games. It's more about, you know, paying attention to storylines, fantasy football, whatever. But it's interesting enough to me to listen to him. He definitely definitely stands out. And I could see him a couple of years down the road really refining his craft, you know, and, and being one of the best. Right, right. For a guy just now getting his feet wet in his business, so far so good two weeks in. And I don't understand why anyone would be upset with Tony Romo going straight to the top if someone wants to give you that job. And there have been others who have gone straight to the top because of the on, on the strength of their name. Uh, and, and they didn't fare so well. Uh, that's just how the world works. Uh, you want that shiny object at the at the top of your your broadcast? Fine. Now let's see if they can hold uh, or maintain a hold on it, or if they're going to be a flop. So far, so good for him. Yep. And uh, Phil Sims, very very lucky to be in the studio working He's with great. the voice of a generation, Nate <laughs> <Nate> Paulson. <laughs> We got to cut that and play that again. That's <laughs> I really I think Nate does a great job. I think he's been tremendous. Um, but that whole voice of a generation thing is like, were you Bob Dylan? You know, yeah, that <laughs> was that was a little deep there. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, so he also something else. Tony Romo said I thought was interesting was that that Bill Belichick just in in garbage time calls a bunch of plays. He has a bunch of plays. Him and Josh McDaniels that they don't really ever run they just do it in garbage time hmm. to give the future opponents looks that they have to prepare for that they will never use in a close game yeah. well you know what i thought was which i can understand yeah you're just to confuse your your next opponent uh or opponents down the line but what i thought was very illuminating was the question uh, i don't know if it was phil that asked or, or or jb about sitting down in the production meetings with sean payton who he's had a relationship with who was with the cowboys when when uh, when Romo came into the league, and also Bill Belichick, and and he and he'd been warned that you know Bill just like he is at the press conference, it doesn't give you much, and and he uh, said it was actually uh, pretty refreshing uh, the conversation they had in, in the in the production meeting. So that gives you a little insight into how he's regarded by others, uh, other coaches in this league. Of course, he's going to have a cozy relationship with Sean Payton. They. they uh, we're on the same squad, but Bill Belichick to come in and, and share things. Interesting. The great engineer Martin Travers is here. You want to give Martin! him the money now? You want to, he's waiting Martin! in there patiently. You want to give him the Martin! money? I, I'm trying to help the kids. Martin, you can come in. Take the money. So it's let's go. Martin, Martin, Martin. Get this whole thing over with now. All right, here comes Martin Travers. What are you Martin! selling? Chocolate bars? How much are they? Dollar? Uh, a do- oh wow, you're gonna get a lot. How much, right? Oh, you're gonna buy One do- the whole a dollar box. piece. You're gonna buy the box. Are these for the you? kids? How many kids you got? Don't lie. Three kids. Three He's kids? got three Damn. kids. Damn. Yeah. A lot of sex. Brian's telling you. They all your kids? Or somebody? Mama's baby, daddy's baby. There better be his kids. That's How many right. in this box? How many count them? Yeah, why? Why do you have to punish the man before count helping him out? I want to see if he can count. Just because the engineer don't mean he can count. How many are left? 40? There's 40 of them? 
Why don't you just count them out, Paulo? Good guessing. Where's Tony Romo when you need him? Tony Romo, look at that box. Say there's 38. Is this a box of Pandora, by the way? Like the Keo Spike said. Because now you're going to open up a box Why of Pandora. Why fondling the chocolate, man? Be gentle. Rough ass. <laughs> Well, how much money do you have in your hand, Brian? Don't worry about that. Why don't you just count just down? Count and then I want all of them. This, this transaction is, thank God this is not a drug deal because the cops would have been here. Where's right? Zach Randolph when you need it? <laughs> this is just, oh, I thought this would be quick. Sometimes it is. You can tell he's a, he's a novice. Hey, man, you're not going to do good in this business. You should try <laughs> yeah, something right. now, Yeah, right? Martin, do not ever try to sell drugs. <laughs> you're going to get everybody busted. Yeah. How supposed much? To, you're supposed to count before you get there, uh, man. How, how much is in that bag? But, well, hold on. Let me get my scale. <laughs> just a second. I'll just take it out into the street here. <laughs> give me one. Give me five 32. minutes. 32. 32. I got $32. Oh, he's going to buy the whole box. You tell your babies, Uncle BJ said, do, be a do-gooder. <laughs> All right. The Travers children. It's their lucky day. <laughs> All right. You done yet? We need to get that song, Be a Do Good. I think it was Bing Crosby in that Frank Sinatra movie. All right. The, while this transaction is being consummated. Hey, give me some change, boy. Why do you, I mean, you, you're throwing money at Martin like he works at titillations. Uh, Turn, Turn around. Turn around. No, no, Drop you, it like it's hot. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to throw <laughs> money at him. As if he is a stripper. I tell all my... It's actually 33. Rake it oh, up. 33. Oh, yeah, he's trying to scam me, too, like a... Well, <laughs> it that keeps, was only one day! It keeps going up. It's actually, I counted 54. <laughs> I had an issue with I mean, counting yeah. in this school. Is real money? Is it counterfeit? All right. Got to hold up to the right, light. I get out of here. All right, Thank you. Thank you. All right, so... Uh, tell all your babies, I said, congrats. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Next door, there's a... Uh, there's a famous talk show host in the afternoon, Mike Francesa. Yeah. A lot of people across the country know who he is. Yep. And uh, Mike, at his, uh, his, this point in his career, doesn't always get his worked up. But there's certain things that really get him worked up. Okay. And then he starts yelling. And when he yells, I think it's great. So this is Mike Francesa on WFAN in New York yesterday. We edited this together because there was some stuff in between, just to give you the feel of him screaming, about James Franklin who iced a kicker up 56 nothing in their win this past week over Georgia Southern. So, at Penn State, of course. So let's let's listen to Mike Francesa lose his mind over our buddy. It's our pal now, James Franklin. Yeah, that's our man. Times. So let's listen to what he has to say. Penn State coach James Franklin called a timeout with his team leading, and as Georgia State attempted a field goal with 11 seconds remaining, with his team trailing 56 nothing, Georgia State kicker Brandon Wright lined up for a 31-yard field goal and a shot to at least get on the scoreboard. But James Franklin wasn't conceding anything. Georgia State snapped the ball, and Wright launched a kick through the uprights, but Franklin got a timeout in just under the wire. That is an absolute disgrace. And this stooge tried to alibi around it. And these fans, who are happy now that they're winning 56 nothing and could give a damn what they did to Georgia State, sit there and make excuses for them. Didn't have a kick block team. He's got to try and block a kick at 56 nothing. He's a horse's ass for doing that. <laughs> That's a quote. I had to do, it had to do with we had our fourth team on the field. We didn't have a four-team field goal block. What the heck do you need to block it for? 
Let the ball go through the uprights. You jerk. (laughs) So we call timeout to get the second team field goal block in there. What a bunch of garbage that is. He sells you that. He'll sell you anything. All right. You can stop it there, Pete. So I have no problem with what James Franklin did. Why, None whatsoever. Why you're, not, you're though? You're a kick-blocking team. You're supposed to try to block the kick. But you just don't lie down out there. But it's 56 nothing. What's so the point? So what? You still, uh, your job is to block the kick. Go try to block the kick. Well, he, 56 nothing. So you, nothing. So you believe him there? He wasn't trying to ice the kicker because he wanted to I, shut out? I, I don't know if... He, only he can speak to whether or not he wanted to shut out. And they have a couple of shutouts these first three ball games. But you got your kick block team out there to block a kick. Well, you want to just stand out there and look? So are you okay? This is the sort of like running up a score, though. It's sort of the same thing, but just opposite. I am fine. You've got your backups in there. Their job is to block a kick. Go out there and try to block the damn kick. Yeah. I mean, at 56 nothing. to I don't me, care it's, if it's it almost, 100 to nothing. It's a, it's a little... The sportsmanship you angle jerk. of that. Hell with some damn sportsmanship. You're uh, the jerk. The dude who's coaching his backups, they're in there. They got a chance to get on tape doing something. Let's see if you've learned the technique. We've taught you if it's 56 to nothing, 100 to nothing. Go use your fundamentals and your technique we've been taught. You've been taught. You don't get that many opportunities because you're backups. So go out there and try to block kick. I said Georgia Southern before it's Georgia State. Georgia made State, a, yeah. Made a mistake. That is an absolute disgrace. Oh, you are a disgrace. Shut up. <laughs> um, see, I, I'm, I'm kind of with him. I'm not I don't, with him. I don't, you can't call. Now, if you're saying you, you can't call to, him a horse's if you, ass if, and a jerk. If, but, you're, if you're trying you're to jerk. preserve a, a shutout, no. You're getting your boys some reps. So they not, don't get any reps. So not a horse's ass, then. Hell no, he's not a horse ranch. I, I, I want him to be my first coach, or the, the first choice at Texas back when they hired, hired Coach Strong. No problem with Coach Strong, but I thought James Franklin should have been the guy. I like James he's Franklin. He's a horse's ass for doing that. You are a horse's ass. Stop. A, a Clydesdale horse Man. at that. They have big asses. Man, you I jerk. You, I'm, uh, I'm definitely. I'm with Coach Franklin. Yeah, I'm. Even I'm, though he wasn't up on Alabama-Penn State rivalry. Yeah, back I, in the day. I'm not. At this point, I'm not. In this particular instance, oh, I'm... Uh, going to hurt the kids. Oh, no, it's not going to hurt the kids. It's just... No. It's unnecessary. Yeah, okay. I you got just... a kick-blocking team. That's their job, to block the damn kick. Yeah. Okay. Backups. You don't need to put them in there then, do you? Well, oh, so we should have just... I, how about let this? Him, let them kick it. Georgia let State. Give, give them the three Georgia points. State, you go out there... Give them the three points. With your, your field goal team, yeah. and we won't even put a team out yeah, there. We don't, you, yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, okay. Or just stay Just loiter. Yeah. 56 nothing. Yeah. Okay, we got to get home now. <laughs> Enough. Calling a timeout. We got they the didn't block the kick. We got to get a post-game show They, they didn't block it. We got to get out of here. Sit there and make excuses for them. All right. Oh, yeah, you just find something else to All right, coming up next. off about. Coming up Horses next. Horses ass. All right. <laughs> Try to get you to the break. Shetland pony ass. Jeez. Do your thing, Coach Franklin. <laughs> Man. Let why, us worry about the Shetland pony. Why are you so angry? I'm telling you. That's All my right. man, Coach Franklin. Yeah, I you're know. jerk. <laughs> My dog. No, you the jerk. All right, we got to go to break. Damn stop playing jerk. drops. You stop talking. Bobby Moynihan next. Jeez. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Bobby Moynihan. Hello. What's up, Bobby? Good morning. <laughs> Another match. How are you? We're doing well. Not as good as you. You've got this show <laughs> debuting coming up on September 25th. Me, myself, and I. Yeah. And it's an interesting premise because it follows the story of a guy's life at, at different ages. In 1991, as a 14-year-old, 40-year-old in present day, 65 in 2042. Just seeing that on the sheet kind of like gives me <laughs> anxiety. Um, but 
When you're in this stage right now where you're doing promotion for this show, it hasn't debuted yet. I'm sure that there's some sort of previews and ideas that you're going to get of how it's going to go over. Are you filled with incredible debilitating anxiety? <laughs> no, I worked at Saturday Night Live. That part of me is that part of me is dead inside. Um, <laughs> but it's got to be a different type of anxiety, uh, right? Of course, of course. I mean, you want it to be received well and you want people to like it. Yeah, of course. But uh, from SNL, I'm used to in between dress and air stuff getting cut sometimes live on air, so I always assume the worst. Ah, and it works for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, when it works out, it, it's real nice. Well, uh, De La Soul just called. They want their title back, man. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. Great cut, uh, by the way. See what you did uh, there. Mm, yeah, I get you. you. You're up on that. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, this seems like a, a lot of fun. What attracted you to the the, the, the storyline and everything, or just the uh, the show? Uh, the, the I read the script. I loved the writing. I, I thought it was a really strong script. It's very rare that you get a pilot that uh, you really like. So I, I loved it, and I jumped on board with it. And then afterwards, after getting on board, we assembled an amazing cast. I feel very, very lucky about the, the people that I'm working with. They're all great actors. Jaleel White, John Larroquette, Mandel Maughan, a, b- a bunch of Brian Unger, a bunch, a bunch of really amazingly talented people. So I'm very excited about it. John Larroquette's a guy that every time I see him, I think of Night Court. That's the of only, course, that's the mean, only mm-hmm. thing. I mean, that yeah, yeah, yeah. show was and about feeling. it. I mean, amazing. Just yeah. the, So the the difference in how you prepare for a show like this is, as opposed to Saturday Night Live, it's got to be just a complete 180, right? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, because yes, it's it a live TV sketch. you got to cram it in as yeah, opposed cue to... cue cards, everything. There's right. a, lot of, a lot of memorizing and... and, and waiting in your trailer for this one. <laughs> so what's what's easier for you? Oh, this. A, yeah. a million times. A million right. times easier. Even oh, though yeah, you got yeah, used yeah. to it nine years Saturday Night Live and this is totally new? Oh, yeah. it's uh, This is this is uh, by leaps and bounds. My first day of work, they were like, hey, we're so sorry. It's a long day. I'm like, "Are you? I'm used to 49-hour days, man. This wow. is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. No, SNL is, is very, very, very hard to do. Very, very insane schedule. This is This is... This is cake. <laughs> so is it the schedule SNL? Because the, I've been on these sets, man. That Those are arduous tasks, as Gio was just alluding yeah. to, and they're long days. And most, most of the time you're sitting around doing nothing, just waiting for your moment to, to yeah, be on the SNL. set. SNL, you're always doing something, no matter what. You know, it's just always – it was always you know, rehearse all day, start shooting something at 2 o'clock in the morning, get done at 7, get up, sleep for an hour, go back and do it again, a lot, a lot of that. But me, myself, and I is – Shockingly easy. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it a great deal. Well, when I saw that you, you've got, you know, the young you, the middle-aged you, yeah. then the older you, I was thinking Benjamin Button or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So how do you stay into, say, the middle-aged you? You've got to know what the younger you has done. And, and so how do you stay up on that? And then once you're the older you, you know, how do you... Well, that's, what you I, that's what I love about the show. Dive. Yeah, that's what I, I love about the, the, the show itself is it's kind of just like it's one long timeline and we're just filling in the blanks. So you kind of know where he's at as a kid. You know where he is somewhat ended up as a 40-year-old and, and he's not doing so hot. And then when he's 65, he's extremely successful, but you don't know why yet, at least in the pilot. Uh, and, and now we're starting to – now we're shooting the episodes and we're filling in those those those, those blanks. 
but it's a show about you know anything could happen. You know, he, he's his wife cheats on him in the in, in the forty year old timeline, and he's not doing very well. But then his yeah, wife I just becomes, saw that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you seem to have don't liked call it. it. Don't call the EMS, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be the milkman. Yeah, now yeah, it's the yeah. EMS. Now it's the EMT. Yeah. Geo <laughs> Jones with Bobby Moynihan, me, myself, and I, starting on the twenty fifth of September, nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. On CBS, are you prepared to answer questions about Saturday Night Live for the rest of your life? Because yes. I feel like so many people <laughs> are so interested with the whole process that show, especially now the yeah. the the success in, in present day. So, I, I mean, I guess it's sort of a it's it's an odd thing. What's interesting to me about it is you talk about all the stress and anxiety that goes into that show, but yet it seems like it's the coolest job in the world. But it, it comes with so much. Yeah, of this other stuff with, that could drive you crazy. Yeah, you go insane for seven days straight, and then you celebrate at the after party, and then do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> and and not it could. I mean, you can crush people, right? I mean, there's not oh, yeah, every, not yeah. everybody makes it, it. It takes a it takes a certain type of person to to. What type of person is that? Crazy, a crazy person. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> uh, dedication, dedication to the show. I mean, like the show is number one. It's not about you. It's about the show. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the main things there. Did you yeah. ever feel like, okay, this kid looks great on paper, but I don't think this is going to... Oh, a million times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of. oh, this is amazing, this is the funniest thing I've ever written, and then you get it to the table and it bombs, and you're like, well, that, there goes that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of stuff where you go, really? That one? That one made it in? You're, we're going to do this one, huh? Okay. Now, I've got a lot of respect for you because uh, both you. of us have uh, have overcome the hurdle of uh, <laughs> a chubby, average-looking white guy. Which <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. I wonder where you were going with this. Which is a tough thing. We always talk about Brian and some of the issues he's had to go through in this country as a black man. But for us, you know, there's there's certain, you know, you can't get. We got it kind of easy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's certain things. Certain things. But uh, so. We have no need to complain. (laughs) No, of course. I'm just going to have another cheeseburger and keep my mouth shut. (laughs) But, But do you feel like on TV that you get, you'll get typecast as, as a certain way because you're the average looking guy? Oh, this is the everyday man you're really type of hammering thing. this average looking thing. <laughs> Too early in the well, morning you know to be you, you, you know what it's about. We're the same thing. We got beards. It. We could lose thirty pounds. I'm just being honest, Bobby, for crying out loud. I get it? I get Why it. Why are we gonna just... lie about this? <laughs> you, you, you stay out of this one here. We yeah. got. Yeah, let, you're let doing us, all the dirty work yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly fat pieces of garbage. Yeah, get yeah. This you out. stay out of this. The in shape <laughs> athlete. I, I, I with love white on white above average sized penis. We don't need you. All right, in this conversation. All right. Wait, wait. That's an insult. Above average. All right. All right, extremely yeah, grossly mean, large. All right, we know. Like All right, so uh, typecasting, Bobby. How do yeah, you feel yeah. about it? Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. <laughs> it keeps it keeps me keeps me working. <laughs> so no, no truth to the rumor that you're going to replace Alexander Skarsgård as the next Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Okay. So, so you're shooting this pilot, and and you guys, you're loving the show, the premise, everything. This is a. This is going to knock them dead. Now, how long are you sitting there waiting to get the feedback from network? About I don't think it takes that long. I feel up? like now you know right away. Really? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not positive. I've been in that SNL world for so long. I'm just learning a lot about the sitcom world. But I, I think you find out pretty, pretty soon within the first couple of weeks. I mean, like the ratings come out and you you find out from there. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I can't think about that yet. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm happy the show is good. I enjoy right. it. So, but on the strength of that pilot, you you, you got to sell it to the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and so 
any anxiety waiting on them to say, okay, thumbs up, this is a go? Of course. You yeah. know, I, I feel like it only takes one person to say no. You yeah. know, you know what I mean? So, so who knows? I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy. It, it, I'm happy that I'm proud of what we made. Gio and Jones with Bobby Moynihan. I know sometimes it feels like a new show sometimes doesn't always get the room to grow if yeah. things aren't perfect right away. I forget uh, who we had in studio and we had this conversation. Uh, Jane Lynch, yeah. Jane Lynch, and, and her mm-hmm. new show, and the thing disappeared in like five seconds. Something yeah. that that can't yeah, it be happens all the time. That's not fair, though, right? Yeah. Especially with talented people spending millions and millions of dollars and months uh, and months and months of work and right. having it all go away. Right. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I mean, is that is that in the back of the heads of the writers and the producers and the of actors of this of like? I mean, this this is this could disappear if we don't do it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I'm 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 used to that scenario from from SNL because I mean, we would be in costume for stuff, and then it would just be like, no, that's cut. We're doing something else. So mm-hmm. you, you you never stay precious about anything. But for this, I mean, it's just a lot bigger stakes. If my sketch where I'm a dumb clown gets cut, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that, that's fine. But. Uh, this thing that's that's driving my life and the lives of of hundreds of other people. Yeah, that would be terrible. So, how did you? What was your initial foray into acting, into comedy? And um, I was an acting major in school. I did musical theater and stuff when I was a kid, and then and then went to I went to University of Connecticut for uh, I was an acting major there, and then I found Upright Citizens Brigade in in New York. Uh, now they have one in L.A. too, a couple in L.A. as well. Um, but yeah, once I found Upright Citizens Brigade, I kind of just stayed there doing improv and sketch comedy and. Cut my teeth there, met Amy Poehler and a bunch of people there, and that's how kind of SNL came into the into the mix. What was your favorite era, not including the era that you worked on of SNL? What was your favorite era of the show? I mean, it changes. Uh, obviously, like I feel like uh, Lauren always says, your favorite cast of SNL was who whoever the cast was when you were in high school. Yeah. So like Farley for me, like you know, like that that kind of era, Sandler and those guys, like that was that was pretty huge, but. But I was a big nerd about it, so it was like kind of all of them. Yeah, like Will Ferrell, that whole era. I, I, I was kind of there for all of them. I, I got a fever. Yeah, <laughs> and when you're there, I mean, how how long did it take you for that to be normal? If you're growing up watching it and you got into this business and now you're a part of it, it never felt normal. Really, it never did. No, even on the last day, it was just like I can't believe this. Yeah, like yeah, you walk in every Saturday, you would walk in and hear that the band playing that music just warming up, and you were just like, yeah, I'm on Saturday Night Live. That's pretty nuts <laughs> yeah I can it kind of never went away from so me. do you find yourself now going down this new path chasing what you had there the success you had there at Saturday Night Live I probably should but no mm-hmm. <laughs> no I, I I me myself and I is going so well and I, I'm I'm enjoying the people there so much and SNL is it's one of those things where it's like well, how do you top that you know how, yeah. how do you how do you especially with the season they just had and with especially this weekend with all the Emmys Congratulations to everybody who who won. Um, no, I, I I'm I'm very happy and proud of my time there, and I cannot believe that it, I got to do it. And now I'm I'm on to this thing that I uh, this new thing that I love. September 25th uh, for yes. me, myself, and I, 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS with Bobby Moynihan on Geo and Jones CBS Sports Radio. You comfortable in, in show business? Are you comfortable in this in this business? Because it seems like there's a lot of people who. It's it takes a long time to adjust to having everybody kind of know who you are. Yeah, that's weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if comfortable is the right word. I enjoy my job. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think I was a little naive. I just wanted to be on SNL and didn't think of anything after it. Right. And uh, all the other stuff that comes with it, that red carpet stuff and all that stuff, I'm not that great at. But, yeah. But, you, don't, uh, you don't appreciate all the free meals and free drinks? I appreciate it. I just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the picture taking. That, yeah. That's the thing that bothers right. I'm with you. I hate you that. Know, we're just They're a bunch of chubby white guys. Exactly. Average looking chubby white guys. Yeah, yeah. In, embrace, embrace it, right? Embrace it. You, embrace you, it. you be Austin. Embrace it. Not the white, but the black chubby guy before. I, I find that extremely hard to believe. Times? Yes. I mean, come on. You could but, not work out for three years. Yeah, you still exactly. have pecs. It's just the way you are. You're just a specimen. Shut up, man. Just yeah, be right. quiet. Okay, I won't try the fat part. I'll just try yeah, the white you part. You don't know the oppression that we have to deal oh, with. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea what we've gone through. No idea what it's like to sit on yeah. a deep couch right. and not be able have, to get up. Have a tough time getting up. And it's it. hard for us. Right. Do you ever sweat when the air conditioning was yes. at 68? Yes. Right. You're rubbing ice cubes right. on your forehead. You ever drop yeah. something and think, yeah. forget Inadvertent it. Inadvertent farting. Uh, I mean, are these are things that... I mean, I, I see you two are bonding here. Maybe <laughs> I should just leave. Trust me. We're just hungry. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, I'm always that. <laughs> Trust me. We're, I'm in that number for sure. All right. Uh, best case scenario for a show like this is it goes on for a long, long time. Yeah. And, and then it 100 gets episodes. P- picked up for syndication. million episodes. <laughs> you never have to do anything ever yeah, again, right? Wonderful. But yeah. isn't that the threshold for syndication? Is it still I, think it's a, I think it's 100, 100 episodes. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst sitcom that's had success? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be one in your mind. You mm. have to. You're a guy who's in TV. Yeah. There has I'm to be to one where you're like. on CBS or not. <laughs> it better not no, have no. been, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, how the hell? Because, I, I mean, there's, you know, in this business, we every don't business. Go there, you do, yeah, how yeah. is this guy having success? Don't six you seven? go there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's, uh, a, that's a good question, though. All right. You do know. Do you, do you have one? I think it's one? personal opinion yeah, more than anything. Well, but you're an expert in TV, though. I'm an expert because I've been on it? Yeah, yes, I'm of sure. Course. Why not? You know the business. Yeah. You know the TV you're, you're, business. <laughs> so aggressive. I so, just so want to know. Welcome to my world, Bobby. Every morning. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I feel I like... I just sit here and take yeah, it like I'm a man. I'm sure there is. I just don't, know, I can't you think. Know, I can't know. think of it right now. You can't think of it. We'll talk. We'll talk. Do you have one? Yes, I do. I've got Please one. Don't right. say me myself and I. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I've, I've only seen the preview. I've only seen the the sizzle reel. Of yes, you know. there um, you go. No, I, I, I do have one, but I'm not going to say it. So we'll just, Whoa, we'll just leave that filter. alone. We will leave that alone. Yeah. Well, I've learned my lesson from yeah. the last time. Uh, all right, Poppy. Well, we're rooting for you, man. Yes, Thanks, man. I this seems pretty it. cool. Yes. This is uh, and it's the premise cool is you. different, which is nice which is a too. good thing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many shows. I feel like they're they're bringing back old dumb premises or something that's very you know a cop show or a doctor show it's all of a sudden a comedy this is a different premise yeah it's exciting and uh you got some tv veterans in there and uh really hope that it does well for well, you what you got really... against cop show i want to do a cop show you should i should i agree i'm gonna do one <laughs> i think you both should write me <laughs> no nah, i don't have to do a cop good show. cop bad cop no yeah i am <laughs> you know who's gonna be the battle good, right good, good cop chubby white cop <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> When we both have gone through a lot, it's, you know, so it would kind of work. He's that, sitting in the that cruiser. would be our common ground. Yeah. I'm chasing the suspect, <laughs> licking the icing yeah. off of my fingers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, be myself and I. September 25th on CBS. We're coming right back. Thanks to Bobby Moynihan. Thanks, Follow guys. us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. If we had a terrible first month of shows together, right. we'd still be okay, right? They'd give us some time, we'd work it out, they'd give us some critiques, and we'd work on it. Yeah. In that TV world, right? If they come back after two weeks of bad ratings Mm -hmm. and it's not working, they could just can everything. Right. So all this, the excitement of getting the job, the working on it, the developing the chemistry with actors and writers and thinking about this thing, then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. Just like that. And that's all I'd be thinking about is this thing's going to disappear. Okay. I understand that. And it's like being an athlete. You go through all that training camp. You may be drafted and then, boom, they come in and say, bring in your playbook. So I, I guess I'm a little bit more used to that stressful world and scenario yeah. than, than you are. Right, but also I think that there's sometimes because of circumstances more in television. Like it could be a good show that didn't like, you know, make sense. And if you, for an athlete, let's say you're a good player but you didn't fit on that roster, someone else is going to pick you up if you're a good player. True. But a show like this, if it's a good show, it just doesn't pop for whatever reason and then goes away. No one else is going to. Well, that may, they may not pick up that particular show, but they may like what you did in that show. Yeah. So they call your agent up. Hey, uh, I know that didn't work out for you, but uh, we got something else we want to uh, test run on. If you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Look, there, there's no doubt it's a stressful industry, and you know that going in. It, it's similar to this. Not everyone can do what we do. They think they can. But uh, it, it's stressful, and that's just one of the, 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 one of the things associated with it. And I think that's also one of the things that draws you to it as well. Yeah, sure. And I guess if you're, if you're good at something and you have confidence in it, then... That, that stuff doesn't well, affect you all that that's, much. That's, it's still going to affect you. You're human, but you you learn how to deal with it. That's it. And that's why we, we, I always say, kids, failure is part of it. Mm. Nothing wrong with failure. You learn from that, and you become a better person. Either you learn from it or you don't. And, and those are the only two choices. A lot of people make it a huge deal out of this Kevin Durant Twitter thing. Um, and I think it's interesting. I definitely do. But... Because Kevin Durant was so good last year mm-hmm. on that team and did everything that he set out to do, I'm less interested in Kevin Durant's Twitter escapades than maybe other people are. Like when I see someone failing in their career or maybe taking a step back as a player and someone who's too emotional on the court and there's something and then he's losing his mind on Twitter right. and I'm like, that's a problem. I think Kevin Durant's got a handle on himself. Uh, but what he's doing here is a little interesting if uh, you are to read into this and come up with the same conclusions. This is a big story yesterday that it appears that Kevin Durant has secret accounts to defend himself on Twitter, and he forgot to switch back the Twitter because when you have multiple accounts, you have an opportunity to go in between the accounts, and sometimes you know, people get confused and tweet from one account when they should be tweeting from another. Is he president? And... Uh, he, he, as himself, maybe thinking that he was somebody else, uh, started tweeting a bunch of negative stuff about Billy Donovan and the team. He goes, he didn't like the organization or playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't very good. It was just him and Russ. 
And he goes, imagine taking Russ off that team, see how bad they were. Katie can't wow. win a championship with those cats. And then, you know, these were deleted after that. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, he's <laughs> he's just saying, I guess the only issue I have with it is is you can't chase down every critic if you're Kevin Durant. And that's probably not a practice he should continue. However, it's whatever he's doing worked for him last year. So if if he feels the need to do this, and it's not knocking him off his game, now I'm not around him personally. If it's occupying too much of his time, right. then the people in his life have to tell him relax. But I mean, if he's being, if he's happy and he's doing this well on the court, then let him do this. If stuff. this works for him, you're right. Just because it wouldn't ordinarily work for, or ideally work for you and I, uh, that's us. Uh, for K- KD, maybe he he likes this interaction and he loves going back and forth with people on, on social media. Uh, obviously, he likes some aspect of it, or he wouldn't continue to engage in it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have the time to do it. I don't understand how he has the time to do it, but it, it's something that uh, that it's appealing. And it's amazing how appealing. And, and if you're going to go to the lengths of having shell <laughs> uh, Twitter accounts, if you will, I mean, come on, really? Yeah. Why? And why do you need that repeated affirmation when you've got a, a Larry O'Brien trophy on your mantle currently and you you got tons of cash in the bank? I don't need any more affirmation. I'm yeah, good. I don't true. need to go back and forth. You can throw a sling arrows at me all day long. So what? I'm the one that's laughing to the all the way to the bank. I'm the one that's hoisting a championship trophy. I understand we're still human, and just because we are – uh, have it pretty good in life uh, doesn't mean you're necessarily immune to uh, attacks and, and sure. hurt feelings, but it, this is ongoing. I, I just check out and, 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 and shut all that down and, and just go revel in the success I'm enjoying currently. Yeah, no, I definitely. And I, I understand that, that take totally. I just, I really do think that, you know, if, if we're going to judge how he's living his life, we have to really look at, at him and what he's accomplished and what he accomplished last year. And it doesn't seem like any of that stuff bothered him enough. If anything, it fueled him. Right. Yeah. So. It didn't bother, didn't, didn't uh, impact his play whatsoever, at least not in a negative light. Uh, so maybe this is what works for him. Yeah. This is his. I couldn't wait like that. I couldn't like that. I, I couldn't either. I mean, that'd be a little rough for me, for sure. I mean, you, you, yes, you, you want to protect your honor. And I understand that every human being would want to, but constantly going back at people on the, the Twitter. Who would do that? <laughs> and when it comes to uh, some <laughs> politics, I know a guy. Oh, I, I, I used to know a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I used to. So uh, Kyrie Irving was on first take yesterday, yep. and Stephen A. Smith asked him, did you contact LeBron when you requested a trade? And he said no. And then Stephen A. Smith asked why, uh, why not. And he goes, why would I have to, basically, is what he said. So in so many words, he said, I... I don't respect this man enough to tell him that I don't want to play with him to his face. Well, I don't I don't know if it doesn't necessarily respect him, but he doesn't owe anyone any explanation other than himself. Uh, and, and, and yes, that's a teammate, a good teammate, but if you that's on your heart and you feel the need that you want to move on, move on. And I'm sure at some point he talked to LeBron, but you don't have to know let LeBron know your every move. And maybe we'll talk more about this yesterday because it's not his every move. It's one huge move that impacts his future. So, I mean, at least have the courtesy of listen, this is what I'm doing, and you can't change my mind, but I just want to let you know. All right.
Thanks to Bobby Moynihan, Takeo Spikes, Mikey B, PDB, Bogish, and Pierno. Talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.